Ha Welcome to the Novus Love Podcast. I'm Father Michael. And I'm Molly. And we definitely didn't just record <laughs> almost an entire podcast and then realize we've already done that topic. Nope, not we us. We were doing really good at it, though. <laughs> we would never do something like that. Because we've done it once. <laughs> we were just so desperate to talk about <laughs> anger <laughs> because of what's going on. It reminds me, uh, so I remember the first episode where we had to record it again, like the whole thing. And yes, we, I forgot about that, that. We did the whole thing and then just did it again. <sighs> sort of the same. Th- yeah. That would this would have been accidentally doing. That. Yeah, thank God it wasn't like honestly, thank God it was a it's only seven thirty PM. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and we're like two weeks ahead. And we're not like exhausted. I mean, I'm a little tired, but it's okay. So what are we actually going to talk about? Not so, anger. Not but... anger, because that's been covered. Um so the the line in our our list of ideas is the grass is always greener, but basically about uh, accepting where. What are you doing? I don't with know. Your, with your nose. <laughs> accepting where you are in your life, not looking forward or looking back to think. Oh, once I get there, I'll be I'll be good. Everything will be perfect. Maybe even a little bit of sort of jealousy and envy towards other people and where they are and what they have. Yeah. Does that explain? That was a lot. Yeah, just like being present where you're at and learning what that means and that, I mean, just really that that saying just like isn't true. That the grass is always greener. Yeah. Well. I'm, well, it, it is, It is. sorry, yeah. that's what I meant. It is true, but in reality, it's, it's only grass. like the vision. You get in the grass. Oh my gosh, I, th- I forget when I said this. I think I said it in a talk or something. You might think the grass is always greener on the other side, but this is what I want to say in this podcast. The grass is greener where you water it. Whoa. Think about that for a second. Write that down, kids. But it's true. Do you feel like you used to feel this way at all or like that maybe you do? Is it like a struggle for you? I think a change. So like this might sound too long, but like. For a bit, first part of your life, you're always kind of like, I'm doing this segment, uh, elementary school, and then high school, and then college, and then for yep. me, seminary. And it's kind of always, look, there's always somewhat pointing forward mm-hmm. to the next thing. And people even say, like, oh, wait till you, wait till you get, till you get here. You'll love it. But I think especially um, in seminary, looking forward to the mm-hmm. priesthood. because it's, Were you, like, dying to be ordained? Not like... I think other guys really ha- struggled with that. Um, I think the thing for me was just that thinking that ordination would solve all my problems or mm. that like suddenly I would be a saint because I was a priest. Um, and that's not true. You're pretty saintly. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Um, but I'm sorry. I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. So I think just that um, always thinking like, yeah, well, once I'm there, mm-hmm. it'll it'll all be great. Or once I'm there, then I'll do everything right or everything i'm supposed to do yeah yeah i think and we have interesting different perspectives on this Mm -hmm. i feel like it really is like your whole life people say that 
And then there's a point where it stops, and then they start t- saying it in a negative way, like, oh, wait till you have kids. It's, yeah. Things are going to get really tough. I, and I think I just reached that point. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone says, wait till you get married. And now, literally, already, I have been married for two weeks. People are like, enjoy it while you can. Like, wow. we're leaving our, for our honeymoon in two days. Enjoy it like it's the last time you're going to get to, like, be by yourself or, like, go on a vacation mm-hmm. or or whatnot and that's like that's such a downer isn't that so awful and it, i have never had a baby so yeah. it's easy for me at least to like be like crap am i gonna like be miserable when we have a baby yeah um things like that um but it is so funny because i feel like up until then it's like especially as a girl and i was never massively like this but it definitely i definitely would give into it sometimes of just this idea that like i define my person mm-hmm. and then it all be good. Yeah. Um and I I I hope people don't take this the wrong way. I'm very happy that I'm married. Much happier than I like I've the happiest I've ever been. But like I've talked about recently, I had to give things up mm-hmm. to be married. Mm-hmm. Like I have to make more sacrifices or even just different ones than I used to have to. Yeah. And I'm willing to do that for like for Zach and for the joy of that of being married to him and, and honestly mainly for like the this is my path to sainthood and mm-hmm. I, the holiness that he brings me but like it didn't getting married didn't solve my problems finding even when I knew and I Zach and I knew we wanted to get married like right when we started dating like even when I was like okay I found the person I'm gonna marry it didn't take away my struggles mental health didn't Mm -hmm. resolve my depression yeah (laughs) it didn't suddenly make me pray every day without fail exactly it didn't this side or the other like i still had to water the grass where i'm at and like work on it and if i work on it isn't amazing yeah it is Mm -hmm. because mainly because i'm praying or because i'm putting in the effort but it's like through the sacrifices it's not just like life's better when you're married or life's better when you're reaching whatever next point yeah the the analogy that came to me or or not analogy comparison that really fits is being a pastor after just being a a pro vicar or assistant priest or whatever (laughs) that we look forward to being a pastor because then you get to make decisions all the things you ever wanted to do you can do them now and and to some extent that's true like i've been able to enact things that you believe uh, in that i wanted to do what that you believe in. Yeah, that so I, I was thinking of the, um, you moved the... Uh, I moved the tabernacle. To the yeah, center. That was really, that gave me a lot of joy. And doing things in the parish, like, yeah, I've always wanted to do this, and that is awesome. But also, there's a massive pile of headaches mm-hmm. that go with that. And, like, it all goes together. Yeah. Because living a life of, of service or of love, whether it's in holy orders or marriage or whatever, um, there's sacrifice involved. And just because you think like, ah, now I'll get to this place where things are really going to line up for Father Michael Gossett, <laughs> right. um, there's always going to be suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why it is so, I guess the the thing that I would get really frustrated in seminary when guys wouldn't treat it like it mattered. Like all it, all we had to do was jump through hoops mm. and then, then you'll be a priest and you can really do God's will, serve people. Um, and I always kind of, it didn't sit right with me because I thought, well, like, it matters how I treat people now. Yeah. It matters how I 
love God now. And so that image of watering the grass where you are, I think is a, a good image for, because you may not be happy where you are. Mm-hmm. Um, it may seem like, you know, probably you could speak to this of being single. Of Yeah. That's, and I think you spoke about it in an, in an episode of just like, it's not where you're going to stay. And you yeah. knew that. Like, that's not what you knew that your life would be, even like you knew Zach, but you didn't know that yeah. you were going to marry Zach. And so it's an in-between in, in time, but it's not a time to just um, only look forward. It's not a time of waiting. It's not a time when you have to act and water the, the grass now. Yeah, and if you're not doing that where you're at now, you're not going to do it when you're where you want to be. Mm. If I, as a single person, wasn't, you know, it's the classic, like working on myself, but seriously, mm-hmm. like working on myself to be like the type of woman, yes, that someone... I I would want to marry, would want to marry as well. But that's not wasn't my motivation. Like being the type of woman I want to be, mm-hmm. if I wasn't putting in the effort to do that, making the surrounding myself with the right type of people, prioritizing my spiritual life, like, but those are main things. But yeah. you know, even just taking care of myself health wise, like keeping up on my mental health and all of that. I did a lot of work on that in a time that I was single. Mm-hmm. Like, then I wouldn't be married, and. I hope this doesn't sound like I like know everything about marriage or that I think that because <laughs> I feel like I'm like now that I'm married, mm-hmm. but even just in a relationship, like, um, it, then I wouldn't have, when I got into a relationship with Zach been like, okay, yeah, I'm going to put effort in here and I'm going to, when things are tough, I'm going to, I'm going to work hard to work it out. I'm going to work on myself. I'm going to work on this relationship. Like if I didn't practice doing that, then my relationship would have failed. Mm-hmm. Um, not because it wasn't the right person, but because like I wasn't doing what I needed to do. Like you could be with your soulmate if you believe in that and you still have to, you still have to work like nothing just naturally happens in any phase of life. Like I won't suddenly when I, like people always say it's, and and this was brought up a lot in marriage prep, like in the lots of different things that we did, like marriage doesn't fix your problems. Nothing, nothing does except for you. Yeah. It's not a yeah. state that you're in. It is a choice that you make. Mm-hmm. And I could have made that choice to fix my problems when I was single, when I was in a relationship, whatever. But like, it was about me deciding to do that and to be the type of person I want to be. And you're not like more called to holiness when you're in your vocation. Huh. Yeah, that's absolutely than, true. Than someone that's not. Yeah. Like, it's not like, okay, now's the time. What an opportunity... I, I am, was meant to get married. I fully believe that. There's ways I could serve God as a single person even more freely in a certain sense. Not more freely, but I had more availability mm-hmm. to serve the Lord and the church before I was married. Because now my main person that I serve besides God is my husband. Mm-hmm. But, like, the, my, the you see what I'm saying there? Yeah. Like, I had, I was able to do a lot as a single person, almost more numbers wise than I can do now and and like imagine if you just like say no to that just because it's not where you want to be like I'm waiting it's a waste and so often it's like I'm in a season of waiting no I Uh hate that I really hate that and I've said that a lot Mm -hmm. just because I'm waiting for something or wanting something to happen doesn't mean I'm in a season of waiting if I think of it that way I'm I'm in a season of missed opportunity Mm. like See, I'm getting fired up about this. It bothers me so much. <laughs> I hear it, or I've heard it from high school seniors, like 
kind of the end of high school. Like, oh, I just can't wait to get out of here, get to real life. Um, all of life is real. Uh, like, even the parts where we're like, I don't really want to be here or mm-hmm. I'm tired of it. It's only in the present that we can know and serve God. Like, we can't do, we we can't live in the future. We can't live in the past. And so, either way, is a fixation on. You're good. Sorry, I thought of something funny. A fixation, <laughs> either on the past or the future, um, is only going to hurt us because mm-hmm. if we think, oh man, back then. I'm thinking of Napoleon Dynamite. I could throw a football over those mountains. Yeah. What like, can you do for God yesterday? Yeah, it's over. Or tomorrow. And it may be it may have been great. It may have been the, you know, quote unquote the best time of your life. Or looking forward to this thing, man, when I get there, then I'll be I'll be free or I'll have money or I'll have my mm-hmm. own place or I'll be with the right person, whatever it is. That's not there. Maybe it'll be great, but today is your is our chance. Mm-hmm. And even like today where I feel trapped or I feel um like I don't have all the options that I want to have that may be true but yeah but right in that moment like okay th- today's where holiness lives and um we can only choose it now mm-hmm. yesterday's history tomorrow is a mystery today is now it is a gift that's why it's called the present <laughs> thank you <laughs> snaps <laughs> that's why I laughed in the middle of what you were saying I know there's a Mother Teresa quote about this that I thought you were going into but oh. that's not it <laughs> um, but yeah like there's never anything that's going to happen that's just going to suddenly fix your problems Yeah, I got to college oh I loved college I talk about it all the time I loved college I came into college with a lot of shit uh, crap <laughs> <laughs> A lot of crap, a lot of problems. And um, it wasn't college that fixed them. It was me being like, oh, shoot, I've got some issues and I need to like look at them and mm-hmm. face them. It wasn't being at college that fixed them. Yeah. Um, I didn't like say my vows and suddenly, I mean, I was changed for sure, but I didn't suddenly like not fight with Zach anymore yeah, or like not yeah. disagree with him or or like lose all my bad habits that I have like being holiness is always a choice mm-hmm. and what we're saying is it's always a choice that we can make wherever you're at whatever your circumstances are maybe you're in a really crappy home life and you feel like you don't have the tools to be holy God the God that's not of God that thought mm-hmm. obviously that might it might make life difficult but God will give anyone the opportunity to be holy. Maybe you're desperately lonely. Like, that's a chance to be holy. Because holiness is giving whatever you have to God mm. and giving that to him fully. Yeah. We can never not pray. Like, that's not that's one thing. This always blows my mind. That can never be taken away from us. Yeah. Like, death can't stop that. Like, we can always, always pray. We always have that opportunity. Um. And yeah, it's, it's a choice. And I just think a lot of people wait to make that choice and then look back and they're like, man, like life could have been this peaceful before. Like my life is great because I'm uniting it to Jesus. Like that's Mm -hmm. the only reason really why I'm like deeply joyful in my life. 
Um, there's other things that make me happy. But like my deep sense of joy comes not from my circumstances, but from my choice to give those to Jesus. Mm. I've had some really dark times in my life where I've been like stupidly happy for no reason because my prayer life was super strong. Yeah, I'm always doing the best, um, even if my circumstances would say otherwise, when I am in a really good prayer routine. Like mm-hmm. that's without fail, I'm just like chilling and doing great. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been when I've been suffering, when I've been happy, when I've been single, when I've been in a relationship, when I've been working in school at like those times have been in different mm-hmm. sets of circumstances. And I definitely know things where I took for granted how easy it was <clears throat> and I could have done more. What um, are some examples of that? So especially talking to other priests where we th- we think back to seminary, I'm like sure it's busy, it's grad school and there's things going on, but compared to like the actual life of a priest, it's really easy. Yeah. Um and I had so much time that I wasted where I could have strengthened my prayer life mm. because, you know, you're in an atmosphere of prayer and you're going to mass together and praying morning prayer and evening prayer every day. You like have to have that you have to. Uh, chiseled out for you. Yeah, the structure is there. Um, <laughs> and uh, and you can kind of like, like, oh, yeah, I've, I'm doing well. But and I, there were times where I definitely didn't embrace my personal relationship with God so that going into the priesthood because it's way harder now it's way harder to pray as a priest and um in the sense of wow yeah that's uh, people might say that's crazy i just want to take a minute to the, you're saying it's harder to pray as a priest yeah because you're you have to do it yourself yeah um it's not about you know filing into the chapel with with the other guys because you know the formation director will say something to right, you if, yeah. if you're not there um you have to make time on your own. I have to make time on my own. And there's a million other things to pay attention to. And in my downtime, sometimes I want to, as I did this afternoon, fall asleep on the couch. Like, mm-hmm. And that's that's way easier. Um, people say, like, carpe diem a lot and get tattoos of it and seize the day. Yeah. And I think that can be a really bad mindset of, like, I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to live yeah. my truth now. Um, but... uh the reality of it, like, sees the, this is an opportunity. Every moment is an opportunity. This opportunity comes once in a lifetime, yo. yo. Um, <laughs> better lose yourself. Um, <laughs> Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> one of the best memes I've seen lately was that if I already had Mom's spaghetti on my sweater, I wouldn't be going to a rap battle. <laughs> anyway, but, like, sees the opportunity, like, today is the chance I have to be holy. Yeah. Um, and every temptation is going to be there to say, well, I'll deal with that tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, once I'm, at this point in my life, and my priesthood, there's not like things I'm looking at. Like, once I'm st- bishop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't ever say that. <laughs> like, there's not stages I'm looking forward to. Right, But, yeah. you know, once I'm pastor, well, then I'll really take this seriously. You don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and being pastor is really hard. And and so, like, if we choose God now and keep choosing God in the today, then it, it doesn't matter where we are. Yeah. And this reminded me of there's so many great books about priests in prison camps and concentration camps oh. and, like, in prison for the faith. And the things that they went through to keep practicing their faith, the one that— Oh, shoot. 
tell me about him and or he was in Russia in Russia with in Russia with God is the name of the book. Oh, I thought you were saying he was in Russia. He was with God. It was Johan <laughs> with God in Russia is by Walter Chizek. Uh, he was an American, a Polish American priest. He went as a missionary in the Soviet Union and was uh, in prison for a long time, um, and really struggled, even struggled with his faith. But just the the way they would, like they would celebrate Mass with this t- like a crumb of bread mm-hmm. and a tiny little like tiny little drop of wine. I'm trying to think of this other, I think he was a, a Chinese priest would celebrate mass in his hand because like there wasn't anything else. So like a drop of wine and a little tiny crumb of bread. Um, if those guys can be holy in torture, like actual torture, not the torture that like I yeah. complain about. then like, <laughs> I have no excuses. Yeah. Oh gosh. Um, yeah. And, and I think just that, um, thinking of seizing the day of being where you are in that moment it's not about making everything mine but like like you said watering the grass where i am if i can't do anything but pray i can pray Mm. and that's a special closeness to god like there's some really holy people in nursing homes and uh, in hospitals where they can't do anything else but but cry out to god in their suffering yeah that's incredible because they're giving everything they have yeah that's when I, I've talked about this before, but when I was in the hospital and I couldn't walk for mm. a while, that was, I swear, like one of the holiest times in my life. I was 14, which, yeah. so that's like so weird for me to say. It's almost a little embarrassing, but um, I felt like I lost everything because I was super into sports and and musicals and stuff like before. And, and I just like suddenly couldn't walk and mm-hmm. I was in the hospital, like lying in a hospital bed for like a couple months and could barely walk to go to the bathroom but i've i've never felt as connected to god as i did because like the thing i realized was like man i've i just lost so much and Mm -hmm. i'm okay because i have jesus because i have the lord and like you never know when you're gonna be when you're gonna wake up tomorrow and not be able to walk Mm -hmm. or like who's gonna what phone call you're gonna get about who's died like not to be gruesome or anything but seriously we have no idea yeah but, like, the one thing we'll never lose is the ability to pray and, and the ability to have a relationship with God. And that's all, that's literally all we need. And when we recognize that, we'll have so a much healthier relationship with the people around us, with, like, the things in our life. Um, I've, like, this, this has been a big part of my, like, journey towards, like, trying to simplify my life more, even, like... As I try to like purge my closet a lot, and sometimes as embarrassing as it is, it's really hard for me to mm-hmm. get rid of literal clothes. Mm-hmm. I, I don't need the amount of clothes that I have, and I'm working on that. But like sometimes I'll just when I'm like I haven't worn this in a year, should I get rid of it? In my head, I'm like when I'm like attached to it for whatever reason, it just puts <laughs> so much in perspective when it's like yeah. I just don't need this. <laughs> and but like I wouldn't have that mindset towards clothes. If I didn't like first have a mindset towards God of I need you. Yeah. Like it's in realizing how much we need God that we realize how little we need everything else. Mm-hmm. And that those things like even the relationships like you have blessed me so much as my friend. But the only reason is because of God. Yeah. Like 
So it's, I don't need you. It's what God has done in our friendship. Mm -hmm. Same with Zach. Mm -hmm. It's what God does in my relationship with him. It's not about me. It's not about Zach. It's about the Lord. Yeah. And the more that we like pray and give ourselves to God and realize that wherever we're at, we're going to be able to carry that heart with us everywhere we go. Mm -hmm. And I'm constantly having to work on it. Like, Sometimes the times in my life where I've been struggling the most are the ones where on the outside of my life looks the most picture perfect Yeah. because it's not, it's cause so all this to say, it's not about the grass is greener on the other side. It's like, but during those times when maybe, you know, to continue the analogy, maybe I had all these houses and this beautiful village or whatnot, but the grass is still dead because I'm not praying Yeah. because I'm not even just like fostering a mindset of like, it's Jesus and it's only Jesus. Mm -hmm. And like, we just, we need that. Like, and not even just to like be holy. Yes, to be holy, but you'll be happier. Yeah. Like, yeah, you, your emotions won't be as up and down. It'll, it'll be harder to be affected by, you know, false words. Someone speaks to you or like even tragedy. Mm -hmm. Obviously this is a muscle that we need to work on. And I am, awful at it i confess i think every confession not praying mm -hmm. enough or not t prioritizing my prayer life enough so i'm working me on too. it myself yeah me too <laughs> um so i i get so passionate on the podcast when i like say something that i really need to hear and i yeah, feel like this is i really need to hear this <laughs> we are preaching to ourselves yeah and i i take for granted how much i need jesus that mm. like I think I need a lot of things and yeah, the stuff that, you know, this is a whole house full of stuff <laughs> and it's nice to live here. Um, it could all be gone. Uh, but even just the idea, like, you know, the sun could explode. Um, <laughs> yeah. we need Jesus more mm -hmm. and yeah, it's easy to forget that because we, we're just living our lives and we, even when we're suffering, I think we can forget that. And I think your example of losing so much in, like, you know, your body, of being able, not being able to do the things that you love to do, um, moments like that are a real grace when we accept them. And we can have those lessons. I think, if you ever, I'm sure you've had this, knowing how much you've gotten from Amazon. Um, oh no! <laughs> same as me. Like where you like you order something, you're like, oh man, this is gonna be cool. It's gonna come, and I'm excited. All Wait for the package. Literally. <laughs> yeah, it gets there. It's so exciting, and you open it and you have it, and then like the thrill is gone. Mm -hmm. Like whatever new thing, um, it's not satisfying, and it yeah. never will be. Even and and I I get so caught up in that sort of stuff. Yeah, and I get that. Trying to have my life perfect according my to my standards, mm -hmm. but. Yeah, if people can, people that only rely on Jesus is a is a astonishing thing. It's such a, it's such a waste of time to chase a high. Mm -hmm. And like honestly, like I get that a better high, so to speak, mm -hmm. from relationship with the Lord, and it's one that doesn't go away if I foster it. Mm -hmm. Um. And so I'm so stupid because I don't all the time. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I'm literally just like, we're what's wrong with me? Human, oh, we're yeah. All, yeah, but yeah, we got to be gentle with ourselves. Like God's not like idiot. He's gentle with us. We got to yeah. be gentle with ourselves. Um, say, I'm, I'm just convicted right now. Like Satan wants us to think all of this is really hard. 
Mm. Like I think sometimes I used to read stories about saints and it's like stories like you talked about are like I think of Maximilian Colby in a concentration yeah. camp and he all the like volunteering in someone's place like you see them do all these really hard things or blessed Chiara Badano had literal bone cancer which is one of the most painful forms of cancer and she refused treatment at the end because she wanted to be able to pray mm-hmm. um and minister to people but like that the the biggest lie that not the biggest lie a big lie that satan will try to tell you is that this is too hard for you to do mm. like that you're not holy yeah. enough but the holiness doesn't come before this it comes after like it's in these decisions yes that is a mark of holiness it's not like like there's so many saints who were such great sinners such great sinners. There's some like Therese that like mm-hmm. literally weren't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there are also some Augustine. Yeah. That were the worst of the worst. Paul. Mm-hmm. My gosh, one of the most, one of the holiest saints literally wrote several books of the Bible. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest sinners. Like persecuted Christians himself. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's all in his choice to change and to choo- and to choose Christ like that's where the holiness comes from. Satan will try to convince you again and again you're limited by your your humanity but we're just not. And we take so much power away from him and away from temptation when we just look at him and say you're you're wrong. Yeah. I I can choose this. It's all a mindset. Like if we beat our own mind. Yeah. And th- choosing what we could do. Choosing to do it um again. Mhm. <laughs> now you laugh when you say yeah. it. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite saints that might not exist, that might not have existed, is Saint Expeditus. Yeah, he's <laughs> um, a patron saint of procrastinators, and I, I, I didn't learn about it until I went to to Lisieux, where in the cathedral where Saint Therese went to church, and there's like a little shrine to him. But he was going to become a Christian, and the devil appeared to him as a crow, um, tried to convince him to put it off until the next day or whatever and he just said hodier which means today and so he's pictured holding a cross that says hodier on it and it's like that's what it is like i may have really sinned yesterday Uh i may have really sinned an hour ago um what am i going to do now Mm. what do like choosing like right now right now today this is the chance i have and in a real sense like whatever came before doesn't matter yeah um whether you've been great or been terrible or uh, just not cared at all. Um, I get to say like, all right, God, in this moment, I'm I'm choosing you and mm-hmm. and doing the things that that help me seek you and stay close to you. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, are period. you gonna water the grass where you are? I like this analogy. Or a lot. are you gonna waste your time looking at the other side? Because mm. that's also miserable. <laughs> so that grass needs watered as well. Yes, <laughs> it's we not, all gotta water. Our there's grass. no self-watering grass. Yeah, it's a shame. It's yeah. 2022. Come on, <laughs> I feel like that should be a thing. No, um, but yeah, okay. the end. The end. Period. Period. Molly. Yes. <laughs> because this is our third episode in like four days. Yeah. It's funny to think like, man, how it's hard for me to think of ways that God has loved me. I know. Isn't that hilarious? Yeah. It's honestly great, though. Honestly, I will say God has loved me. I feel very, very convicted by this topic mm-hmm. and of just like, I'm literally going to go home and pray. <laughs> yeah. And that's great. Like one of the ways that this podcast has blessed me so much is like every week 
or sometimes three times a week mm-hmm. <laughs> if we're recording ahead of time. I have to sit down and have a profound spiritual conversation no matter where I'm at in my spirituality. And there's been times when I've really not wanted to. <laughs> um, and times when I want to or when I'm convicted of what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. And it's always a blessing to like have a conversation like this and then be like, okay, time to put my money where my mouth is. Yeah. Like, there's no time. Like, like today, Hodier. Now's the time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to jump on that, too. Cool. Like uh, this, like we said at the beginning, we started a whole episode and recorded over 15 so minutes funny. about anger, which we had already talked about. Um, also hilarious because we were like, we are both struggling with anger recently, so let's yeah. talk about it so more. So it was good timing. But and this is what we really needed. <laughs> this was sort of last minute and literally last minute, and and I feel, yeah, this spoke to me. So thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. See you guys. Bye, everybody. When I'm back from the beach and depressed. <laughs> Just kidding. No, be where you are. Water the grass. And, I'm going to water that grass cold. in Punta Cana. I can't even tell you how much water is going to go on that Dominican Republic grass. <laughs> <laughs> so much water. <laughs> I bet when you come home. Okay, I'll do water that. Water that grass. Okay. Okay. Deal. <laughs> Bye. Bye.